Welcome to The Biz Show, sponsored by Investquire. And now, your host, Barry and Lisa. Well, hi, Barry. Hey, Lisa, how are you doing? Oh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> Wait till I tell you. No, don't tell me. I don't want to know. About my morning. I was like, the most scariest morning of my life. I don't think anyone on this podcast audience today could say that they have taken a shower with a huge cockroach. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is scary. <laughs> Didn't mean to uh, upset that... your stomachs or spit out your food if you're eating. With... <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. So, so. anyway, uh, yeah, so it was a little bit of an exciting morning, if you will. Um, but my neighbor was a trooper. She came over with Windex and Scott Towels, and she was able to kill that, you know what? cockroach <laughs> I, I did not have the stomach for it so that's how I started my day mine started a lot nicer than that so yeah it was well, just that, a, a standard well, day good. A standard that's good that's good I'm a little jealous <laughs> hey everybody welcome to uh, uh, episode three of the biz show uh, today we're going to be talking about the key things buyers should be looking at when they buy an existing business this is going to be a fun one uh, there's there's several things and we got the top 10 items on here for um, people to look at make sure that they're checking these things out when they buy the business we also got some red flags that we're going to talk about too um, you know but let's let's talk about really exactly I mean we all go through a process when we're going to make a huge investment like that whether it's a home or a business it's a it's a list we have to do a checklist we do Mm -hmm. But let's first talk about why people would buy an existing business over starting one, right? So what are those? Well, number one, I mean, it's already, everything's already in place. Now it's just a matter of dissecting what are their systems like and everything. So if it's already there, then that's half the battle. It is. It's, it's, it's already got revenue coming in. Right. It's already got a customer base in place. Right. So and there's it's, a lot more reduced risk. You know, yeah, you already have a risk. faster startup. Exactly. The infrastructure's there, and perhaps the brand recognition is there as well, right? Right. So, yes. so that's that's for the fast startup. And a bigger um, thing to consider is that you won't have to try to find your customers because they probably already have recurring customer base, exactly, know, which is bringing in the revenue. So you're not starting off from scratch. This is true. Starting off from scratch takes a long time. Well, hence, there's financial benefits. <laughs> There are. So financial benefits is great, right? So what happened, what's, what's the financial benefit, right? Immediate revenue stream. Right. We all want some money. Show we, me the money. You got to have money, right? <laughs> and then, of course, existing cash flow, right? So that cash flow, you've, you've, you've got the business coming in and revenue stream, and then hopefully you have a positive cash flow. Uh, sometimes there are needs to have a negative cash flow, especially if you're buying debt or if you're another company and you're just trying to offset your income with some debt. You know, there's things like that. And the relationships with the vendors. So we all have these yes. vendors that we buy inventory from or the products that we're selling. And the existing business has that time frame, that history, that existing relationship. So you're not having to build credit and trustworthy, you know, paying your bills right. on time. All that stuff is already in place, right? Exactly. So, so, you know, some businesses might have upwards of 40, 50 vendors and all those relationships need to be managed. Hopefully. That's what you're paying for when you're buying the business. Exactly. You're paying for the relationships and the infrastructure. Exactly. And then there's also strategic advantages to buying a business, right? Which has to do with 
the expanding your market share. So maybe you're buying a business that's similar to one you already own, and you just want to be the only business in town that offers that service, right? This is true. Mm -hmm. You also might be looking to it grow your employee pool, right? You might be looking at the talent and expertise that you're that this business has and then integrate that into your company Leverage, as well. yeah, right, so, time is money. Uh, it is. Or you might want to diversify, purchase a business in another industry and just expand your learning curve of learning a whole nother field. Yeah, if you've already got an existing business, you know, if you diversify, let's face it, industries go up and down, right? So the food industry might be up while the clothing industry might be down. And so if you're diversifying and if you are somebody who wants several different businesses, it makes sense to purchase businesses in different industries. So that way you can kind of mitigate, you know, the losses that you might have when that business has a downturn or that, e that industry has a downturn. And then there's synergy and collaboration. And that's something that you and I actually are doing. We're combining our talents and combining our businesses together. And here we are with uh, InvestQuire. Exactly. So, um, you know, those are the main reasons why people would buy an existing business, right? Um, All the benefits. Benefits, there are lots of benefits. But let's talk ab about the top 10 items that you as a buyer should be looking at when you're buying an existing business. So and first and foremost is? Yeah, so the benefits are providing the motivation, and this is going to actually make you um, decide whether or not you're going to complete the purchase, right? So the right. first one would be the financial health. I mean, we don't want to lose money. We want to grow our money. Right, right. And, and when you're looking at the financial health, what do you want? You need to look at their financial Profit statements. and loss statements. It yeah. really dials it in. The tax returns, not so much balance. because they're going to be writing off things. Right. But you really want to see where their expenses lie yes. to see what the true value of the company is. And you want you, the, the expenses, the financial statements for the last three years at a bare minimum. minimum. I suggest that you get more five you get. years, the more you get, because that's going to show you the trends. Three years is not going to really show you a trend. You might have an up year, down year, and an up year, or vice versa, an up year, down year, up year. But truly the length of time the business has been in yeah. or opened doors, mm -hmm. you know, then you'll know that you're dealing with a very stable company, so three years could be adequate. But if you're dealing with a, a company that hasn't been in business very long, then maybe you do want to get as many years as you, you possibly can. That's true. And I think uh, as well, something goes uh, along to the longer the company's been in business, it may or may not affect the sale price, right? So is a company that has been in business two years cheaper than a business that has been in business 15 years? Not necessarily. Maybe not. Yeah. It depends on the company. It depends on the product. It depends on the customer base. There's a lot of variables. Absolutely. So there are a lot of variables. And one thing, you know, I do want to mention, right? Anytime that you're buying a business, you should always use a business broker to help you go through all this stuff, right? Because there's a lot of back-end things to be done, and you don't want to get, you know, hit with all the gotchas that are out there. And we're going to talk about those. So let's go on to the next one. What's the next one? Market, right? So your market potential and your competition, like how successful will your business be? You always want to forecast that based on what you see is happening in your marketplace. True. You know, also you want to analyze the competition, right? And you need to know 
besides this business that you're buying, the strengths and the weaknesses, but you also need to know the competition strengths and weaknesses. Now that's how a, a business listing broker will arrive at a value of a company. The so we take into consideration the competition, which exactly. will help you as the buyer understand, but you might want to dive deeper into that. I suggest you do dive deeper into that or your business broker dives deeper into that because your weaknesses might be your competition's strengths or vice versa. And if that's the case, then you need to really analyze those strengths so that you can then incorporate those into the new business that you're buying, right? And if there's weaknesses, then you'll want to know what it's going to cost you after you become the business owner of that company to implement uh, whatever it takes to bring that business up to full potential. Exactly, exactly, right? And uh, that kind of takes us back uh, to the next number three, which would be operational efficiency and the infrastructure. Right. And this is where I spend a lot of time because I am a tech guy too, right? So you definitely want to analyze the infrastructure, right? The computer systems, the networks, the core business processes, the POS system, the uh, CRM system. You know, all of those things are important. What if you have some old equipment? I mean, you don't want to be having to buy all brand new equipment because their equipment is just antiquated and very old. You know, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I like stories, Speaking guys. about that. Yeah. <laughs> So I've had uh, customers in the past, right, who have, and, and these customers weren't buyers, these were actually sellers, and they were kicking the can down the road on CapEx expenses, you know, capital expenditures, and equipment and stuff like that because they didn't want to show the expense for that, and they were just going to kick the can down the road for the new buyer to come in, and guess what? Now you've got computers that are six, eight years old that you're going to have to replace, and refresh the life cycle on those things. You might have an, a CRM system that can't do everything that needs to get done. Let me ask you this. Have you ever come across a company they're working off of spreadsheets? Oh my goodness, yes. And then you don't know where those numbers are coming from, right? This is true. Somebody, who knows who put it in there, All right? their stuff is in a shoebox, all the receipts. <laughs> I had a, a janitorial company. I had no people I took a, that give their shoebox to their CPA and say, yes, you figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But you cannot run a business like that in this day and time. I had a client I went into, and they had exactly that, right? They were a janitorial company. Really? They, they had a shoebox full of stuff. Yes. And I went in, and I analyzed everything. Guess what Didn't I found? Didn't you find checks? I found accounts receivables? $45,000 of, of uncashed income. Not just uncashed income, but income tax return checks that no, were stale. from the IRS? From the IRS. Who, who doesn't want an IRS refund? Exactly. Well, it was, a, it was like a, a oh $14,000 check. Wow. So I, we called the IRS and they got them to reissue the check because it was stale. It was like a year and a half old. Have you checked and on them to see if they're running it by computer yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're we should do that. Right. That yeah. could be a client of ours. It, well, it used to be a client. <laughs> I see if they're still interested. Better go knock on that door, Barry. Come on. Definitely. So what anyways, else we got? The, but the operational piece, slide, uh, well, the supply chain is also a big piece of it, right? So you want to make sure that that supply chain is in check too. Yes. So and we got legal and regulatory compliance is definitely uh, an area that you want to do your due diligence on because there's a lot of hidden stuff there that you could be overseeing. And then after you close escrow, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I needed this to run the business. This is one of my pet peeves. I've had, again, customers in the past who purchased companies and guess what? They don't disclose. There's a lawsuit against that company or one or two or three. Or Lack of disclosure. They get 
yeah, lack of disclosure. Or they've got debt that is kind of hidden and all of a sudden it, it rears its ugly head and now you've got 30 days to pay it or you're going to be in, as a new owner, you're going to be going to court discussing this debt, right? And guess what? Right. You're responsible for that. So make sure your broker, your attorney, your CPA, whoever, That's when you're buying right. this company is looking at this. You need to go through and look at all the public records. That's what I'm here for. I mean, I'm definitely going to press for that information. If the sellers doesn't have it readily available, then we will either back out or we wait for them to turn it over before we proceed in the escrow. Yes, definitely. Because those are things. Also, regulatory compliance, right? So if you're buying a business... Make sure it's up to date. Make sure it's up to date. Yeah. But are there any things that you have an ongoing obligation? To renew. For instance, if you're buying a restaurant, yeah. guess what? you got to comply with health code. It should be on the P&L right. as it, an it, ongoing expense. It, sh it should be. But there's things that, like for a restaurant, you need to make sure your employees are doing the right things. There's health inspections and all that other stuff. But Barry, so, what about like pending litigations? What if there's a litigation against the company and you don't see that on the P&L? Maybe you see a, uh, attorney services or something like that, which may... may make the light bulb go off to ask the question but you, you know and attorney services are typically on the pnl right yeah. because you normally you should have an attorney on on retainer or whatever to help you through the cases so that's but the if thing not, you should probably reach out to the attorney yeah and find out what's going on if they have any past claims or whatnot exactly or current claims that just haven't shown up yet Right. But this is a big, big gotcha, right? Another piece of this is also leases because a lot of these business owners will have a 10-year lease or a lease that is not going to be satisfied by the time, you know, at the time that they sell the company. And there could be some language in there that really is crucial because perhaps uh, the landlord is not um, in alignment with selling the business to a new owner. So therefore, you want to make sure that you have an offer that satisfies that lease agreement in totality so the new business owner doesn't have any complications transferring the lease into their name. Of course, you would want to do that piece of the puzzle before you close escrow. So keep in mind, do study every detail of the existing lease. Yes, exactly. You know, a good example of that would be like a, a restaurant that serves alcohol or a bar, right? That liquor license. You, as the new owner, may not be able to qualify to own that liquor license. You know, if you've got a criminal record or whatever the case might be, you don't get to have it. There's a lot of nuances. There are a lot. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of boxes you got to check and tick each one of them off. You know, the next topic is intellectual property, right? Mm -hmm. This is another key item when you're buying a business that you got to look at, right? There are various things out there that are assets of that company. Right? It could be a patent, it could be a copyright, or it could just be intellectual property, right? Maybe it's some software that's being written or whatever the case might be. Guess what? Those have values to them, right? Yes. So those all need to be looked at, analyzed, and a value needs to be assigned to them, which is where we come in and can help with the valuation of that. Because we do patents too, right? Yes, yeah. we do. Um, absolutely. We've got some coming up. Yes, we do. I know. <laughs> You're in the queue. Yeah, it's in the queue. Yes. So just make sure the intellectual property, this is another, this is item number six that you want to make sure that you are looking at when you purchase that. Do they have any? Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just a standard, you know, gift store and they just have, you and know, that merchandise. Doesn't apply. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't apply, but you know, it's still something you need to look at. Yeah. All right. Number six is the employees who's running the company. What are they all about? Who, Do they show up? 
actually, actually, yes. Do I show up? Yeah, you show up. <laughs> I'm I here, show right? Up. We're here. here right now. Are you here? <laughs> I was you late early today. today. I'm I was shocked. early. <laughs> I am shocked. You were late. <laughs> I was late. <laughs> this is a first. It's a first because normally I'm always 15 minutes early. I was early all day. I was early for my doctor's today, even with the cockroach. Let me guess. You woke up yesterday, right? <laughs> I actually stopped yet. <laughs> I woke up yesterday. I don't know. I woke up at 3 a.m. I do know that. Yikes. <laughs> but employees, the, your employee base, right? I've always asked and, and uh, counseled, evaluate those employees, right? Who are your A players, your B players, and your C players? Because you need to know. Some of them you're going to have to train, right? There's going to be training involved and things like that. And then you, as the new owner, are going to have to set what that vision is going to be for the, the, the company culture and how that all aligns with your strategies and stuff like that. So all of those timesheets and everything that the seller has in their possession should be turned over for the review. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And um, there might be some things that you want to tweak, and you may have to do that, you know, after you take over the business. Well, let's face it, you know, not everybody's personalities get along. Exactly. Right. Right. Some employees are going to leave because. They're, you know, loyal to the old business owner and they just decide that they don't want to work for you, even though they don't know you. Right. Right. So you're coming in, you're the new sheriff in town, right? There's a new law and that law is, you know, how your company culture is going to be with the company. Yeah. They might not like that. But let's talk about the seventh item on this thing, which is not, which keys into the employee base, but also the the management team, Mm -hmm. right? Because the management Culture team is a big is part of it. Critical. Yeah. It is. I've seen a lot of businesses that, you know, when we were going out to dinner um, after COVID and the original business owner of the restaurant, you know, quit during COVID because they just couldn't keep their doors open. And then the doors reopened under new ownership. And you're like, gosh, I just don't like the restaurant anymore. Yes. The culture is different. The management is different. There's no draw. So there- that's the. That's definitely everybody a, has their piece. eye on something, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the management sense, they always have their eye on something, and the old owner's got his eye focused or her eyes focused here. New owner's going to have their eyes maybe on something completely different. But let's talk about the management team because that ties into the employee base. Correct. And this is critical. You need to know who the management team is. You need to know their strengths and their weaknesses because guess what? They are there to manage the business when you're not, right? Because you are not going to be there 24-7 managing your business. But we can because we offer management. We do offer management. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Services. Services, yeah. Um, So we will get that. You know, if you guys are interested in that, just let us know, and we, we can get We in can there. offer that yes. as a service. So, so but yes, just evaluate that piece. The management team is going to be critical, right? So you want to know who they are and if they're sticking around. Also, you want to know if the old manager is sticking around. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So. Um, and then number eight, what is the reason... The seller is selling. You know, I get asked that all the time in residential. They're like, why are they selling? What's, is there something wrong with the house? They think they're going to uncover some piece um, that's very important as to why maybe they wouldn't want to buy the, the house or the company, right? Mm-hmm. Because why is that seller selling? Do they get uh, broken into every night? You know, what is the reason? <laughs> Let's find out. You know, hopefully. Are they retiring and going to Costa retiring. Rica? Yeah, exactly. You know, where are they going? You know, but those are things that really need to be investigated, yeah. right? So there's various different reasons for people sell, but you want to know. But ask the question. Definitely ask. You want to know why they're selling prior to buying the company. 
Right. Maybe they're having difficult time renewing some of their licenses or trademark or patents, and maybe that's an issue. Right. So that's a really good question to ask. Don't be afraid. Exactly. Uh, so the ninth item that you really need to look for is and do is due diligence and hire professionals, right? Um, Hello. Yeah, exactly. Here we are. <laughs> so, you know, conducting due diligence, and that's what we're doing. On all of these 10 topics here that we're talking about, we're talking about the due diligence items for you. And we're guiding you through what to think about, but we're going to actually do the work for you because that's part of our services. It is. And the thing is, is what we're talking about here is the top 10 items, but there's a lot more than 10 items to go through, right? But, oh, yeah. A lot of things pop up. We're conditioning this down to 30 minutes. This, these are the top 10 things you need to think about. Let me just correct what I said. We don't do the work for you, but we present the information to you for you to evaluate and make your own informed decision. Exactly. So, you know, we'll be there and, and we have ourselves and people that can find this information out and then we'll present it to you, sit down with you and discuss is, does, is this a viable fit for you? Does it make sense? Yeah. But due diligence Brings, is important. Yeah. You need to talk to attorneys. You need to talk to accountants. You need to talk to any of the professionals that that business might have. That has your back in terms of like your investment and how this is going to work out for your future and, and your, your, your wealth goals, your financial goals. Yep. And last but least is probably the biggest one of them all. Always follow your gut. Always, always. Something doesn't feel right, it's probably not going to be right. Exactly. So, so do you feel excited about all the information that you've learned from the um, due diligence process in buying the company? Does it feel right? Are you excited about it? Do you see success? And is it going to tie into the goals that you ultimately have financially? That's a big piece. It is a big piece. And if you see something and it doesn't look right, then you need to investigate it and figure out what's going on. Yeah. And it's. It's something that you'll develop and you'll know during the process. And that's why there is a process of due diligence and contingency periods um, in, in uh, the transaction. Yeah. Let's, uh, real quick, let's talk about, we did discuss some of these already, but let's talk about red flags, right? There, there are a couple different red flags. So financial red flags, right? Decrease in revenue. Why did their books go down in the last eight months? Yeah. What is the reason behind that? If their, if their business went down, was it because they lost employees? Was it because the owner went through a divorce? Was it because they couldn't get their products delivered on time from their vendors? What's the reason for declining revenue? Yeah, you know, and, and does it have unsustainable debt, right? I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different reasons. Cash right. flow issues. I mean, how, flow, how are you going to keep the, the business open with cash yeah. flow issues? Yeah. You know, missing incomplete records, IRS audits, who knows what, right? These are all things that financial red flags that you really need to, to investigate. Yeah, unless you can make sense of them and maybe it's a one-time occurrence, you know, that would be a reason to back out of the deal. Right, exactly. So there's also some operational red flags, right? Such as? Well, so outdated technology, right? Businesses are stuck and outdated. Maybe you're working off those spreadsheets, right? Th those are red flags. Right. Because <laughs> guess what? As a new owner, you're going to have to invest in updating it if the, old, if the previous owner hasn't done it, right? Exactly. So also uh, operational could be morale of your employees. You know, I've seen companies who they're getting ready to sell. So one of the first things they do is they start doing layoffs to make their P&Ls and their profitability look attractive. Look, look attractive, Yep. right? However, and I can tell, I see the red flags all the time. I see them on the news of companies, hey, they're doing all these layoffs. Six months later, they're on the market they're for sold. sale. Yep. 
But so what what happens with that is morale, right? The employees that are left behind and still working at a company, they're oh, burned yeah. out. They're like, am I next? What's happening? Yeah, am so I unstable. next, number one. Yeah. But they're also now doing the work. You know, a department might have seven people in it. Now it's got one or two. So they doing are the completely work the doing a whole department work on one or the backs of one or two people. So right. those are definitely things you got to look out for. Yep. And, and then, of uh, course, you know, we, we did discuss uh, the legal uh, and regulatory red flags, right? Lawsuits, if, litigation, legal disputes. Right. So... Um, you just want to make sure that those are covered and that you know about them. Maybe you're still going to buy the company anyway if, because you're okay with that. Correct. We need to find out what those are, though. Right. And then there are some other um, yeah, these red are, flags. Right? These probably are big standouts if you're, if you're experiencing these because it's not, you're not going to be able to be, do your due diligence because the seller is not going to be cooperative. True. And that's a big thing. Some sellers are like, no, I'm not showing you this. Then walk. Right. right. Otherwise, um, you're taking a big risk. Right. So, so one of the things is unrealistic seller expectations, right? I don't know how many times I've walked into the, to meet with a client and they're like, oh, my company's worth you know, $10 million, but yet their cash flow, they did $100,000 last year. Right. It's not worth $10 million, right? It's exactly. going to be worth maybe, if and you're lucky, $300,000. No comps to support that. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to be their agent. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Lack of transparency, as you mentioned, and then you know, just again, that gut feeling. Make sure that you guys uh, are feeling comfortable in buying that business, right? Yeah, trust your intuitions. Right. There's always going to be another business to buy. There is. They're they're out there, and we can help you find them. So yeah, so I would say call call us if you want a list of these red flags, or call us if you actually have a business or industry in mind or an actual business location that you've already had your eye on and we could do the analysis for you um, I could represent you in the purchase um, and we would love to help you so this way you know that you're having representation and you're um, we're, we're on your side and we're gonna be asking the seller for everything if you are a seller we want to make sure you're selling with no potential risks for lawsuits or litigation from the buyer and that is a big part of having a listing broker sell your business for you. I see so many times that businesses are selling to their family member and or, or a friend that says, I want to buy your company, but they don't do it the right way. So that's why it's just so crucial and so important to have representation no matter what side you are on. Definitely. You know, um, you just want to make sure you've ticked all the boxes and make sure that you are comfortable in buying this business and things look right. And we can definitely help you that. We'll Make sure you, you go out and check us out. You know, we got investquire.com. We also have the Biz Show um, Facebook group. If you guys got uh, questions that you want answered, or if uh, you got certain things, uh, topics that you might want us to talk about, yeah, you know, shoot us some uh, um, uh, messages there. We'll get back to you, and who knows, we might even have you on the show. Exactly. And you can find our link to the podcast on Facebook, The Biz Show, Pandora, Spotify, Google. Apple. And we will see you next time. All right, guys. Take it easy. Have, Have a, a great, great week. Day.